Your Money with Nick Bruni from the West Australian. Ah, uh, Nick Bruning, hello, mate. Mr. Blackley. <laughs> Speaking of taking the money and running. <laughs> I... <laughs> yes, well, there you go. And, uh, bit of breaking news out of uh, Sydney this morning that the um, CEO of the Commonwealth Bank in Nauru is about to, uh, to pull the pin. Yes. He's retiring at the end of 2018 or the financial year in July oh, next year. It'd be lovely to be able to retire <laughs> in your 40s, wouldn't it? Yeah, just you know, lovely. I reckon his annual salary, I was just looking it up, it's about yeah. $12.3 million apparently. So. Oh, I don't know, he survives. I, I think really it'll be don't. tough. I think, you know, they'll be using... Well, if they bring back deposits on bottles and stuff, he'd be right. He'd pick up his 20 cents a shot. He wouldn't, he um, wouldn't be... Have you ever seen that, uh, that documentary called Being Warren Buffett? Have you ever seen no, that? No, I haven't. Worthwhile seeing. Warren Buffett, he, he lives in the house that he bought 50-odd years ago. He drives himself to work every day, which is five minutes, and he calls in at McDonald's every day, and he's got three different meals. Wow. And they, and they range from, like over there in the States, like a dollar seventy-five to yeah. $3.17. And before he leaves, he checks the markets, and if they're down, he always goes for the cheap one with a change. <laughs> and his wife leaves him the change... <laughs> Near the door you know where he lives. The funny thing is, the funny thing is, I'm not joking. The wealthiest people I know are really tight with their dollars. Oh, mate! But it was a fantastic documentary. You should chase it down, mate, yeah, and will. have a bit oh, of a look at it. Yeah, being Warren Buffett. Listen, I got a few. It's not that it helps me. But no, I... but I'm not sure about um, dolling up at Macca's uh, every day for <laughs> breakfast, dinner, and lunch. But there you go. No, there you go. Um, look, it, look, I think the real question, though, for many folk that might be depositors in Commonwealth Bank, and let's face it, the biggest bank in the country, and I think almost the biggest business in the country these days, is what happens to their money when these sorts of things are talked about, particularly the fines, because this is all to do with the CBA's money laundering scandal, they're calling it. Basically, they had some ATMs that will take uh, huge wads of cash as deposits without verifying who the person was, and of course, uh, the baddies have been using it to pump money and then transfer it overseas. Now, this is all about the fines. Um, Someone suggested up to $960 billion of fines. No, it's just enormous. That would just wipe out the bank, and, and really no one's thinking that that'll be anything like that, but it's certainly going to be enough to hurt once it goes through the court system. I, How long I do you reckon it's going to take to get through the court system to find well, out? Well, I, I reckon there's probably, look, and I have no idea, Ian, but there may well be a deal done, um, where, as they say, the old plea bargaining, whatever you want to call it, where they'll uh, come up with that, some sort of a penalty and arrangement. But, um, but the point is that when these things happen, it's not your bank account they raid to pay the fine. Um, it's th- this is part of their profits and stuff that they collect in fees and all those things that they gouge out of our bank accounts every week. Yeah. But it's not them dipping into your blacklight signature passbook and whipping out you know your share of the fine. Same things go with their super funds and other investments. They blacklight signature passbook. You're still you're still in the seventies. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Go raiding your bank oh, account, right. so yep. don't panic, as uh, Corporate Jones would say. Okay, so when does the court case start with uh, Frio coaching? When's that start? <laughs> That's so <laughs> anyway, no, we haven't got time right, to talk about what, it. I don't want to talk about the it. The gap looked like a scrabble score, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Four points oh, It's just terrible. I, I tell you what, the Eagles were damn lucky to beat Carlton too. Yeah, I know. There I needs know. to be a blue supporters. There, and we're ready there to needs to be a royal commission. Anyway, yeah. we'll talk. <laughs> Anyway, have a good day. Talk to you next week. uh, Let's see what happens next year. See you, mate. All right, mate. You can't make this stuff up, seriously.
You cannot make this stuff up. This this is this is breaking news. This is news that is just breaking. And this is the gift that just keeps on giving. Oh, I just cannot believe this. <sighs> Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby <laughs> Joyce has just told Parliament he could be a New Zealand citizen. <laughs> <laughs> The one guy. I am not kidding. Uh, this is true. This is a true story. This has just happened in Parliament. Mate, you would have thought the bloke rocking the Akubra, he'd be the one to be safe, wouldn't he? <laughs> Barnaby Joyce could be a New Zealand citizen. So all this time he, <laughs> he could have been herding sheep instead of cattle. But we'll just watch it. We'll, we'll watch this space. <laughs> Oh, do tell. Let's hear it. Give me the details. Oh, very good morning. Oh, morning after the wild storm. We're all here. It's good to see. Now, a little (laughs) bit of trouble on the film set for this next instalment of this film. Tom Cruise, he was reportedly seen limping after a high-octane stunt went wrong and saw him crashing into the side of a building during filming and he was momentarily left hanging in the air. Now, the film is tipped to see some of the biggest stunts the actor has ever done. But I'm and he's done some big ones yeah. too for that. Yeah. yeah, so that was a little bit scary for him. Yeah. Now, W. Leo with the latest biopic set to star this guy. Most people's favourite, Leo yeah, DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> he's set to produce and star in Leonardo da Vinci. It's no oh. coincidence DiCaprio's desire to portray da Vinci. His mum claims to have chosen her son's name when she felt him kick for the first time while she was examining some da Vinci art back in the oh, is that 70s right? in Florence. Oh, okay. There's a little bit of so trivia. It's kind, but, of, uh, kind of meant to be in a way. Yeah, I never knew that. Now, fans of this police legal drama have a new but well-known star joining the show. Love this actress. Bold and the beautiful uh, this is fantastic. <laughs> actress Brooke Shields is signing on for a recurring oh. role in the nineteenth season. So little details about her character other than she'll shake up Benson's world. She's probably going to be a lawyer or something. What do you reckon? Oh, maybe. Any ideas what she's going to be? I I don't watch that show. It's too scary. And yes, that news that Barnaby Joyce, the Deputy Prime Minister, (laughs) could be a Kiwi. (laughs) He's just told Parliament. Hello, Lydia. How are you going? You've uh, called in. What what have you got to say about that? Because I was asking, why is it so difficult to find out whether you're a citizen of another country or not? Why does it take so long? You got any idea? Yeah, well, I'm not a politician, and I found out in five minutes. But <laughs> anyway, the thing is, I was born in Holland. Right. And I was six when I came out here, and I got naturalised uh, later on. Right. Now, because I wanted to find out if my kids could use the dual... I rang up the Dutch consulate. Yep. Yes, politicians, yep. Dutch consulate. Yep. Anyway, and they just asked for my name and my date of birth. And within five minutes, they said, I'm sorry, we don't do dual citizenship. No, you're not. And I said, thank you very much and goodbye. <laughs> so it is that easy. It's, it it's, is so it, easy. It just I amaz- mean, in Holland. It, is, New Zealand. it just amazes me that the politicians need weeks to find out and discuss it. And, oh, yeah. Anyway. anyway maybe well, you have to be a politician. That's right. Maybe you should be a politician because I think you get a lot more done than a lot of them do. Hey, well, welcome to Australia, Lydia. Oh, thank you. I've been here for a number of years now, but, yeah. Have a good day, Ard. See you later. Thank you. Bye. With your weekend sports roundup, it's Out of Bounds.
on the South West's Triple M. Yeah, it's a very good morning, Aaron. So what happened across the weekend, mate? Plenty to go through, Blackers. Get the bad news out of the way first. The South West Slammers season is over after they lost games two and three oh. of their quarterfinal series with the Perth Redbacks at the weekend. Lost game two by eight points on Saturday night's night and then found themselves in a sudden death final against the Redbacks yesterday, which I unfortunately lost by six points. Mate, how's the ARU officially announcing on Friday afternoon that it would discontinue the Western Forces Super Rugby League license? I know. I mean, you know, they threatened to do it, but they actually did mm. and they have done it. And that's really sad and uh, very disappointed in them. Even after Twiggy Forrest said he'd come on board with all the cash rugby could ever need, it, uh, it certainly reeks of a decision that was made some time ago, doesn't it, when we yep. uh, give it some thought? Yep. The most predictable results in an unpredictable year of footy for our WAAFL teams over the weekend. The Dockers getting pants by the Swans to the tune of 104 oh. points. Oh. What do you say? Sorry. Well, <laughs> you can say a lot, but you couldn't mention any of it on the, uh, on the air. Yeah, words we can't use. It's been a long year for Frio, and it might not get any easier this weekend against Richmond, who'll be on the rebound as well. And the Eagles, thankfully, took Smoko in the third quarter this week as opposed to the fourth, which <laughs> meant there was enough time for JK oh. to keep kicking goals and get him back in front in the last quarter. Yep. Close shave, though. The real litmus test will be against GWS in Adelaide the next two weeks. Did you see the latest Toby Green incident? No, mate, I didn't. Chris Judd called it best in Triple M commentary. He said he hadn't seen a karate kick like that since Jackie Chan in Shanghai Noon. <laughs> Watch the replay and you'll see what he meant. Uh, Toby right, Green's right. boot connecting with Luke Dalhouse's face and he'll be set to spend a bit more time on the sidelines for sure, Toby Green. Yep. Taking a look at Southwest footy, Donnybrook had their biggest win of the year, defeating Harvey Brunswick, Leshenault by 15 points. Bunbury defeated Arch rivals Kerry Park by 50 points. Collie Eagles kicked six goals to one in the opening term and kept their top two hopes alive with a 56-point win over Bustleton. Final still a chance for the Eaton Boomers after they claimed a four-point win over South Bunbury and Augusta Margaret River Hawks overpowered the Harvey Bulls by 24 points. And very quickly, a big pat on the back for young Bunbury sailor Will Drew. The teenager was part of the Aussie Quartet, which won the team racing division at the Open Big World Sailing Championship at the weekend from 10 other nations in Italy. So well done, young Will. He's only about 14 or 15, doing a great job over there. Yeah, excellent. Have you caught the MotoGP last Last night, Andrea Davizioso riding his Ducati resisted Mark Marquez to win the Austrian MotoGP by just that much. Fantastic race. It was mm. oh, absolutely Ripper. full on. I, I recorded it, Did watched you? it. I'm going to watch it again when I get home. That's your <laughs> afternoon. <laughs>